Welcome back to the Secret Sauce Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Swing, and I've got a really unique episode for you. One of the most caring and creative people I've ever met, Kathleen Spangler from Chick-fil-A's corporate social responsibility team is joining me today. I've got news for you. You're not using enough of your brain. New ideas and creative ways to overcome challenges are just waiting to get out if you'll let them. Kathleen is going to help us bring our whole brain to the table today. She's also going to talk about her calling to be the world's greatest connector and live a life of generosity. You're going to want to lean in for this one. Kathleen, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to The Secret Sauce. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. For sure. Kathleen, I think it's really cool because we actually met because of this podcast. I actually heard about The Secret Sauce podcast through a coworker who had mentioned it to me. He is an innovation ambassador like I am at the support center and he had mentioned it to me. So I started listening to it because I have a real desire to understand more about our operators and more about the challenges and that they face in the restaurant, as well as things that they're doing in their restaurant to develop leaders. So started listening to the podcast and you kept mentioning WildSpark. And I know that through what some of the things that you said about WildSpark, it was a leadership development. And I happened to be on our team development team who, and we design the professional development opportunities for our specific team. And so I checked into WildSpark and you guys offered a demo. So I think we met through the demo and here we are. So <laughs> we actually, ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, our team did decide to go the WildSpark direction for our team development for this year. So, and we've really enjoyed it. So, yeah, like you said, we've been friends ever since. Like instant friendship. When you hopped on the call, Kathleen, I just knew immediately we we're going to be good friends moving forward. It was, yeah. It was so exciting to hear you reach out and to get to hear that, like, the Secret Sauce podcast was getting spread around organically. That was really cool to get to hear. So those of you listening, you heard a couple of things that Kathleen just said. She mentioned Support Center. This is a little bit different of an episode where Kathleen serves on our corporate social responsibility team at the Support Center. Kathleen, unpack for everybody what, what that means. What does corporate social responsibility mean? And I know that you love a quote from Truett, which even sets up the importance of corporate social responsibility and what you all are striving to do every day. So walk everybody through that here really, really briefly before we dig into Kathleen's secret sauce. Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, Estrit Kathy, who was the founder of Chick-fil-A, has always said that a great company is a caring company. And his vision for caring for others is what inspires us at the support center and in, in our restaurants and how we approach corporate social responsibility at Chick-fil-A. Essentially, corporate social responsibility, or we'll, we'll call it CSR for short, since it's such a long title, is how we show care and give back as a brand, both in our restaurants and beyond. And even though I'm a member of the corporate social responsibility team that leads the work and brings that commitment to life, CSR is the responsibility of everyone who works at Chick-fil-A, from the support center staff where I work, to our operators and team members in the restaurant. 
We all want to engage and help show care to the communities in which we serve. And that's what really differentiates CFA or Chick-fil-A. And we have four key ways that we do that. We do it through caring for people, caring for communities, caring for planet, and caring for others through our food. And truly, care is part of everything that we do, which helps us live out our corporate purpose and our shared vision to be the world's most caring company. Well, I'm fired up just getting to hear you talk about that, <laughs> Kathleen, because I, I do know that it's such a big differentiator and it's such a big part of Chick-fil-A's success. I know that it's going to be something that, that Chick-fil-A doesn't ever get away from, right? Is that care for drilling it all the way down to the, the people level, which then expands into communities, um, the lives that you get to, uh, to impact through that. But yeah, thinking about being a faithful steward of all that's been entrusted to you and having a positive influence on all that come into contact of, with Chick-fil-A, I just can't think of a better situation where that's being played out than with the work that you all are doing. So we're going to dig into how even your secret sauce ties into a lot of those things that you just mentioned. So Kathleen, I can't wait to get to host you on this podcast because I think for those of you listening, Kathleen has a superpower. She is a superhero <laughs> and, it, and it is hosting. Like she will deliver wow, right? Just a remarkable experience after remarkable experience if you ever interact with Kathleen. So I'm not going to steal your thunder here on your secret sauce, Kathleen, but first your favorite sauce. So you're walking down to the, I'm going to paint a picture for you. You're walking down to the cafeteria <laughs> at, at the support center. You're grabbing your chicken sandwich off the line and there's no longer sauce options down there. There's only one sauce that's available in the cafeteria from now until the indefinite future of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> what is the one sauce that is now available in the cafeteria moving forward? Oh goodness. This is terrible because I actually don't use our sauces, but I will say if I was going to create a sauce and I hope that someday we do this is put our avocado lime ranch dressing into sauce packets because that's what I would dip anything in. I love that stuff. I can eat it directly out of the package. So it is my favorite um, salad dressing. And I tend to use it as sauce on sandwiches and, and nuggets and that sort of thing. So for me, that's the secret sauce for me is my favorite sauce at Chick-fil-A. Avocado lime ranch is so good. I don't love to eat salads, but avocado lime ranch dressing is a great motivator for me to order the salad at Chick-fil-A so that I can get the dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think anybody said that sauce yet. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I would also love to see it in the traditional Chick-fil-A sauce packaging one day. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition. Yeah. Uh, shifting over, Kathleen, to your secret sauce. So what is the thing that you focus on that ties into your work of how you show up every day and seek to add value to those that are around you? What are some of those, those, those ingredients that you would say are in Kathleen's secret sauce for leadership? Hmm. Well, I'm an Enneagram one, which means I'm a perfectionist. And I actually, a term I like better for that, and it's a precisionist. And I actually really like that title better than perfectionist, because I feel like sometimes perfectionists can be kind of negative in some ways, but precisionist I really like. And so for me, I think my secret sauce is really just being very analytical about a lot of things and trying to see things from 
a lot of different points of view and trying to think things through as to all the different angles of what, I hate to say this, but what may cause an issue down the line or, you know, that sort of thing, or may cause a roadblock. I should probably use that. A roadblock is a better term, but like to think through all of those points when we're working on something. And then also, I really enjoy connecting people to one another. So being able to connect community folks that we see doing similar work that might be able to learn from one another is great for us to be able to do in our CSR work. And I enjoy doing that not only in the community, but actually on the support center staff. If you, I tend to talk to a lot of people. I like to talk to people. So, um, (laughs) and so I like getting to know them and I find that in getting to know people, you can find some similarities that may in the work that may be helpful to others. So when you're in one conversation with one person, I may remember a conversation I've had with someone else that maybe someone that could help them along their path. So I just like making those connections. Yeah. Your heart for building relationships resonates with me, Kathleen. And I know Tim Sweetman on one of the previous episodes talked about this term called Sonder, which is this just genuine level of curiosity, be able to understand and look at life from other people's perspectives. But then that being able to set up and be a catalyst for connection of how do you then go in and maximize influence as a result of how you can connect people to create that impact is awesome. When we were in the cafeteria walking around recently when I was with you at the support center, when y'all hosted our team, where I had the most phenomenal French toast casserole that I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, you were talking about just even the way that that plays out in your everyday life in the cafeteria, you, you were like, I love just getting to walk around and find somebody sitting by themselves and just sit down and be like, Hey, like, tell me what department you're in and and what is your story and, and getting up, getting to build those relationships is, uh, is really cool. You got plenty of people to do that with now that there's, I think like over 3000 people the support center on support center staff. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much we've grown and, and you're right. I don't know as many people as I used to in the cafe. So I definitely have a lot of opportunity there. What I think is really cool, Kathleen, from what I know about you is how your secret sauce and the ingredients that are in your secret sauce play out in your daily life through the work that you get to do and even what you get to focus on internally within Chick-fil-A there. And so I, I would like to start with just circling back to what you mentioned earlier with just how you have this heart for the operators that are out there in the communities and how you're helping them maximize the impact that they're making in the lives of those people in the communities. Tying that back to, I guess, what you just mentioned with your secret sauce and connecting people and building those relationships. Share with me a little bit more about what that looks like in your role as you're partnering with operators in the community to and different community partners to maximize that impact. Well, one of the things I love about Chick-fil-A is that we're all a team and we're all a big family and everyone plays an integral part. Yet I do feel like our operators and team members are the secret sauce for Chick-fil-A and they are the ones that are on the front lines every day. So it is an honor for me to be able to be in a position to help them find ways to give back to their community and to be corporately responsible and, you know, and carry out that corporate social responsibility goal of being the most caring company. And some of the ways we do that are through 
We have programs like Shared Table, which we can talk about, and DARPRO, which are things that can be done within within the restaurant. But we also have programs like our True Inspiration Awards, which are opportunities for operators to nominate organizations in their community for a grant. And then we have our, inside the restaurant, we have our our scholarship program, our Remarkable Futures program. And then we also recently started a community scholars program as well, which is an opportunity for operators as well as community members themselves to apply for some a scholarship with Chick-fil-A. And so there's so many ways that we do this. And we actually just started, we have a pilot of a solar microgrid system in Stockton, California, where it helps the restaurant use less electricity during peak times and will also allow them to stay open during times when the electricity is out and people need us most because they they need a place to eat because they can't cook it for themselves at home. So, you know, some of the things that we're doing are super exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. The get to hearing like some of the things that are being pioneered right now. Uh, I always get fired up to get to hear things like that, like the solar power stuff, Stockton, California. I'm trying to think like like Eric Mason and Micah Payton and some of those guys are out there in that area. So cool to hear that happening in that that area of the country. I want to circle back to, you mentioned like shared table. I know that the DAR program is another thing that y'all focus on internally. I guess walk me through those initiatives and how you enter into them with really the operator and the team member in mind, but also the, the community in mind and the global environment in mind. Well, starting with um, Shared Table, Shared Table is an opportunity for operators and team members to package surplus food. So it gives oper- operators the opportunity and team members as well to package surplus foods to donate to organizations in their community. We work with a couple of different organizations that allow us the opportunity to connect an operator with an organization within five to 10 miles of their restaurant. So we work with second, in the United States, we work with Second Harvest. In the US, we work with the Food Donation Connection. And in Canada, we work with Second Harvest. And so that allows us to take our surplus food and donate it to the organizations and see food like our chicken fillets be turned into chicken parm and be served as a meal to those in need in the community or our biscuits to be created into a breakfast casserole that can be shared with those in need in the community. So it's a great opportunity for operators to use, you know, that surplus food in a positive and impactful way. And that program started in 2012 and to date, we have provided 15 million meals through Shared Table to those in need in our in the communities in which we serve. So it's really great. Gosh, you said 15 million. Is that correct, Kathleen? Yeah, 15 million. Yeah. That is a staggering number. It's an incredible amount of meals when you think about each person that gets to to enjoy that meal as a result of it. And so for all of those of you who are out there wondering, like, I wonder what happens with all of the extra food that's left over in a Chick-fil-A. There you go. You now know that it's going to a good cause. Even what some would consider waste, you all are using as a surplus to then go and even make an impact with even the extra 
that you've been entrusted with and how you'll go and make an impact on people's lives. I can't imagine how good a chicken filet, chicken parmesan, Chick-fil-A, chicken <laughs> filet, chicken parmesan tastes. Um, I need to experience that at some point in my life. This is really helpful to hear just some of the, the cool things that are happening. And I think what's coolest about that, Kathleen, is the fact that you're just taking something that's already there and just maximizing the impact that you can have through that, right? It doesn't take any more effort than it would to throw it away than it does to to get that in the hands of people who actually need it. And so that's, that's something that I think is super cool about what you do is you're able to increase influence without necessarily putting this heavy extra burden on people's shoulders. A great principle for all of us that are listening, all the leaders that, that are listening to this podcast is, and what are some ways that you could innovate and create a bigger impact with what you're already doing? Whether it's mentoring somebody else, like inviting them along to something that you're already doing to pour into them or taking your excess, whatever that looks like and giving it to a good cause instead of viewing it as waste. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about some of the other things that you do internally, Kathleen. So you do some really cool things um, and we'll take them one at a time, but Lego serious play is one of those things. And, and, and yes, you heard me correct. I did say Lego, like Legos. <laughs> and then the other thing is you lead, you lead innovation. You're part of the innovation team there internally at the support center. I just love the way that your analytical mind works and mine doesn't necessarily naturally work that way. So I've learned a ton from you on this and I want everybody else to get the opportunity to do that too. But let's start with, tell us a little bit about Lego serious play. How does that work, Kathleen? Well, I am actually not part of the innovation team, but I am part of a group of staff across the company that work with the innovation team as innovation ambassadors. So there are a few of us in each of each of the departments across the company who work as ambassadors to encourage change and innovation within the company and all parts of the business. So I am fortunate to represent that in the area that I work currently. So yeah, Lego was a great opportunity that the innovation team actually gave us. They gave us the opportunity to become trained facilitators for Lego Serious Play. And, you know, and Truett always said, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. So <laughs> I kind of took it to heart when they offered us the Lego <laughs> opportunity. So I was like, great, this sounds like fun. And it's an, and what I didn't realize going into the training was how truly impactful that this Lego serious play can be. The creator of Lego actually named his company Lego from the Danish phrase, phrase, and I don't speak Danish, so if I don't say this correctly, I apologize, but it's Legot is what it is, and it means play well. So it's a, a Danish term that means play well. One of the fascinating things that I found in Lego and that I learned that I didn't know prior to becoming a facilitator was we, on a regular basis, we only use about 10% of our brain. But when we play, that jumps to about 80%. So I encourage your listeners to play more, <laughs> even if it's only for a few minutes a day. But Lego series play is actually a process that offers an unique way of engaging the participants through the power of th using three-dimensional physical models to fire, fire and start authentic stories. So it offers a break from 
like a PowerPoint meeting and allows your participants to engage in an experience that allows them to express their ideas in a fun and effective way. So basically, you just start by building something and you a lot of times we'll start with just build me a tower and we allow them to build the tower and then you allow them to talk about their tower and then you go into if you're trying to solve for a, an issue that you're in, you're doing or if you're just trying to get to know your team a little better there's a lot of different ways that you can do that through Legos but one of the things that we find is that when you're using your hands and and playing with the Legos, you'll find that it pulls a lot more out of you than you thought it even would. I don't want to give away a lot of it, but it's a tremendous amount of fun. I actually did this with my smaller team earlier. Actually, I think it was in 2021. And it is probably the team development session that we did that they talk about the most that they feel like they got the most out of. So it's a lot of fun. And it's a great way to, like I said, express your ideas in a, in a fun and effective way. Kathleen, I've already told you that you have to come over and do Lego series play with, with our team here at Wild Spark. But here you heard it here first, everybody. If you're a director listening to this podcast, you can go to your operator and tell them that Kathleen told you that you have to play more. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think it's so cool, though, to hear even about the portions of our brain that are locked, you know, in the mm-hmm. everyday monotonous flow of what we do. And how do we break up that monotony and do some things differently and creatively to unlock the different level of thinking that allows us to make a more positive influence. There's some other cool ways that you all do this at the support center, even in the the nest or the hatch. I can't remember which one it is, but what are, what were some of the other things that you encourage people to do to kind of get out of their typical flow and unlock that brain? Yeah. So, you know, we had, it's hatch at the office that, that we went through and that's our innovation center at the support center. And We invite people through the process of innovation, which is understand, imagine, prototype, and test. And in the imagine stage, you know, we invite folks to engage in play because, like I said, when you use a lot more of your brain when you're playing, and it also, you'll be amazed at how it brings out ideas that may never have come to fruition if you're just sitting around a table thinking through something. And when you invite that play, it helps us unlock those parts of our brain and allows us to connect with those ideas that may have been lingering underneath the surface. So we do a lot of different things. We do improv a lot of times. We play games, group games, like what a lot of people would consider an icebreaker or that sort of thing. A lot of times if we're getting bogged down in in something, we'll take a break and just play a game, a short, quick game. And, you know, and one of my favorite things is from whose line it is, is it anyways, we use that props thing. So we'll throw out an item into the, into the hat and, or into the center of the circle and let people decide what it is. And for me, that's one of the one of my favorite parts of improv is the props piece where you get to decide what an item is. And you get to use that creativity. Even with just five minutes of that, it brings out 
your creative side so that when you go back to the table, your brain is really thinking about all these really cool ideas and and that can be added to the um, issue you're trying to solve or something that you're trying to actually create, but you may not have thought about that particular side of something. So it's it's a really great way to invite the rest of your brain to the table. So <laughs> That's so powerful. I think all of us individually can learn from that, right? The next time you feel stuck, have some fun. Something that Truett modeled incredibly well. Obviously, you mentioned his his quote, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And I think that's 100% true. We got to have fun. So it's more enjoyable that way versus the alternative. And even for the leaders that are out there that are thinking about, okay, how does this resonate or how does this relate to me? I think do something different for your next team meeting, right? Kathleen is, is what you would say. Yeah. And like introduce a new activity, especially if it's like a time of ideation. And if you're not having times of ideation with your team, then I would say start there because if all the ideas are only coming from you, then you're barely scratching the surface of the potential of some of the incredible things that your team could accomplish, but encourage that, that innovation through playing a game of cornhole, right? Or going to the Mm -hmm. park and hopping on the swings or whatever it is to help, help unlock or playing a fun icebreaker game, Uh, reach out to Kathleen. She'll give you all the good games uh, (laughs) to come up with as a team. Well, Kathleen, we're, we're right here at, at the end of our episode. And I just wanted to say thank you a ton for coming on and speaking to the audience. I know that you were nervous coming in. You talked about before we, we hit record, you're a little bit nervous, but I think you did so incredibly well and added so much value to everybody listening that's out there through being interested in other people and learning their stories that you can be an incredible connector and thinking innovatively and and creatively and maximizing your influence with what you've been entrusted with and and everything else in between. And so I'll, I'll say just how much I appreciate you and not all that you've taught me, but all, all that I've seen and how you impact other people. I appreciate you, Kathleen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Three major takeaways from my conversation with Kathleen. Number one, we can change someone's life if we'll be interested enough to ask questions, learn, and then think intentionally about connecting them with others. Number two, how can we be better stewards of what we've been given by making a bigger impact with it? As an example, you don't have time to be a mentor, but what would it look like if you could invite someone to do something you do anyway, like work out or run errands or hang out with your kids? Number three, how could you inject play into your everyday work routine? What are some ways that you could have fun to help you unlock that next big idea? Listen, if you're making a trip to the home office, make sure you connect with Kathleen. She is an absolutely incredible person and your visit will be 10 times better as a result, I promise. Lastly, it's been an absolute privilege to serve Kathleen's team over the past year and see tons of growth from their Wild Spark team meetings that they got to have with each other. It would be a complete disservice if I didn't ask you to reach out and schedule time with me if you'd be interested in seeing a similar impact on your team. That's all I got. Stay saucy, everybody.